I've allowed it to teach me um, patience, uh, th- things like that, um, perseverance, th- and, uh, and stuff like that that have um, that have built into who I am as a person. And uh, it, it feels great to be to be back in, in so this cool. role. Like it, it's awesome that um, looking back that I'm like sometimes being out there to be like you know installing for for long hours and stuff like that. But it actually gave me all the experience that I need for what I'm going to be doing right now. And I love looking at it that way because when I was doing it, it wasn't a I wasn't really like hey one day I might be a trainer for a bunch of franchises. Um, and, and have this role, which is, I'm so excited about this role, but, um, it's cool that all of that stuff, the, the book reports, the leadership training, um, just learning how to be an adult, (laughs) 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 kind of, Ken, kind of. (laughs) This is Grow with the Bros, hosted by Ryan and Ken Parsons, founders of the Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Gutter, Behind the Brother. We've made every mistake in the book, so you don't have to. Our time to evolve as business owners is now. Let's grow together. On today's episode of Grow With The Bros, we're going to be discussing the value that each employee has on your company's future and the role training has in building value for everyone. The Brothers at Just Do Gutters has always believed in creating learning and growth opportunities for every employee, even before we had a formal system in place. Our guest today is Angelo Sarna. Angelo is our installation training coordinator, and he actually started with us as an apprentice when it was just Ken and I and a few employees crammed into a tiny office. Angelo, welcome back, and welcome to Grow With The Bros. Thanks, Ryan, and thanks, Ken, for uh, for having me on. I'm really thanks excited. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, really excited uh, to be here, and um, I'm really excited about the new role that I'm going to be having for the brothers that just do gutters, and uh, I'm going to be taking on the role of the installation training coordinator and uh as as you said ryan i i started as an apprentice and went all the way through up to a senior head installer um so i've got a lot of experience in installing gutters um and this this role is uh, going to be super important um because we have two tools that that are amazing we have the skills ladder and we have the lms system mm-hmm. which i know you put a lot of uh work into um, over the past, you know, year and and years that you guys came up with the systems that are in this LMS system, and I've been just going through this thing. There's so much good stuff in there, um, and these tools are going to be be amazing for for new franchise owners because following the ca- the content and the training system are going to just set you up for for a win, um, and just diving into it and, and continually refreshing and reviewing and repeating the content of, uh, of the training system. It's going to set you up for, for just your company's success and for every one of your employees to have personal success starting at the bottom of the ladder and climbing up. Uh, awesome. So yeah, it's going to be great. It's great. Awesome. So I guess uh, you've already told us about your new role here. So tell us a little bit more of why it's going to be important right now right now uh, we've got a lot of new a lot of new uh, guys signing up um, and it's just going to be so important to get everybody trained up and uh, and to have that be able to happen fast and I think my role here is going to be able to help take um, 
new franchise owners and, and new even installers um, from point A to point B a lot faster. And uh, that, that's the goal. It's also going to help to build safe and efficient teams. And, and that's one thing that's huge is just having an efficient team. Um, so I'm excited about that. And uh, also, it's not just um, not just hard, hard skills that I want to be able to, to teach, but, um, but also leadership skills and, and how to run a crew and um, setting goals and, and things like that, um, work ethic, um, hopefully are things that I'm going to be able to, uh, to, to teach. And so there's a lot of people out there, Angela, that don't know our system. And so when you talk about goals and, uh, meetings and leadership and those kinds of, uh, soft and, and the hard skills mixed in there, uh, what type of goals are, are you talking about in particular? Yeah. Um, so some of the goals are uh, one of the biggest ones that I remember at, from being an installer was I, I was the RPH, the revenue per hour, and it was mm-hmm. something that um, that I really wanted to get a good revenue per hour, and and this just um, it helped me to know if my truck was winning or not, and I wanted my truck to win, I wanted to make the most money for the company, <laughs> just felt like that, um, and. So it just helped me to know if I was winning and what it would take to win and, and to adjust according to to that. And uh, I know sometimes I would I would have bad days, but then I would know, all right, we've got this big job coming up and you know, we're gonna be able to to make our truck win. Um so also uh customer based goals, like we I remember reading uh the book and I think maybe we'll talk about this a little bit uh further away. Just put my keys there, sorry. <laughs> Um, but I remember reading the book Raving Fans and, and it helped me to have a goal, not of getting out there and finishing my job. My goal was to get out there and to, um, to make a raving fan out of the, uh, our client that we, were, that we were going there to do their gutter work. I wanted to make them a raving fan of the company so that they would go and tell, tell their friends about us and all their friends would get gutters and um, the, everyone on their street, you know, their neighbors and stuff like that. They would say you have to you have to go with with the brothers that just do gutters. Um, also, um, another thing in that book is is plus one service, um, providing an experience for for the clients that isn't just yeah they showed up and put my gutters up yeah they look all right. It's just going that one step above and doing something that's going to really make them remember us. And we train on all that, and that's all in the LMS system. Also, uh, how to get reviews back from from the customers which is important if if people love your service and they love our company and they love us um people need to know about it and that's why it's important to actually ask for a a review and know how to do that and get that feedback out there so that um everybody will just go with us that's awesome nice so the skills ladder so today we're going to kind of delve and i think like a little bit of our you know, secret sauce or what makes us so special is the development of the skills ladder training program. And we'll, we'll dip, dive into that a little bit today, but also you were here before we ever had a formalized training, right? right? Yep. And uh, what can you recall about that time in our company? Oh. And when was that? Frame that for us. I mean, how, how long ago are we talking? We're talking to probably, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it had to be. It had to be 2006 or seven. Yeah, maybe 2005. Maybe 2005 even. You didn't start doing gutters. No, I started, uh, I started for the, 
the construction company. So right. I was out there uh, doing construction with Uncle Jimmy. Yeah, Uncle Jimmy. Um, and and it was awesome. And I, I remember even even being there. Um, he, I would get great feedback from Uncle Jimmy, and he'd be like, "Man, like you're doing really good." And I, I would show up, and I was willing to learn, and they were willing to teach. You guys were willing to teach and, and give me an opportunity. And um, you know, before I knew, it, I was I was learning skills that that I never had before. It was it was pretty cool. Um, and then I do remember, uh, for a while, uh, I was like back and forth while I was going to college and stuff. I would come and work for you guys part-time. Joe would always call me up or Ken would always call me up. And, uh, I remember my grandmother <laughs> would be like, oh, you're going to do those gutters again. Like, um, she, she wasn't too happy about it, but she, <laughs> did, she didn't know how safe we were actually out there. That's good. Um, but yeah, I would, you know, I did that for a while and I then I remember when I started working full time, it was cool. I was I was nervous to say yes. Ken called me up and uh and he knew that the job that I was at was kind of like tanking. And he's like, he goes, hey, uh, do you want a new job? <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah. And I, I remember uh, talking to my wife about it. And I was actually I was nervous about jumping into this. I was excited about it because I knew how how much fun it was going to be. But I was like, I really wanted to be a, the guy who could come here. And run a truck and and do good at my job and not just be a helper forever, which like basically is what I was at my other jobs. And um, it was exciting, but also um, also a little nerve wracking. So then coming out, um, I just remember um, I remember being trained, but also I remember when you guys rolled out the book reports um, and just sitting in that sitting in that little office and like you know we would take time in the morning and. Um, I remember, I think it was Jimmy that first read Attitude is Everything. And I, I was kind of like, this is a little funny, but it was awesome because we were working on making ourselves better as people and then getting out there and doing gutter work and, and seeing how the, the two things um, just kind of interlock and mm -hmm. uh, you know how reading those books can affect your installation and stuff. Was that the first thing you remember was because uh, we, we started to roll out a program and the book reports was one of it. And I remember them being like really awesome in the beginning, almost like sermons, like you guys would prepare and rather than like, oh, I read a book. It's like, we've got to do this. And I learned this about myself. It was really powerful. Um, what do you, and a lot of people ask, like, how do you do that? Or what does that feel like? And as a, a lot of times we're talking to other owners and they're like, I can't even imagine when you're sitting on the other side as an employee and you're asked to read that book, what, how long did it take for the buy-in where it was like, this is stupid to, holy cow, this is actually really cool? I think um, seeing uh, when you guys first started talking, I was talking about, I was like, oh, this is a little, this is a little funny. And then seeing Jimmy do, doing his book report, I was like, uh, even a little nervous to do that. But then once I did it and once I started reading it, I think the, the first book I read was Raving Fans. And I, I know I mentioned that book already, but it just like, it made so much sense to me. And I was like, I was excited about it. And then, then that kind of, then I just embraced like everything else. And I remember, um, reading attitude is everything. And like, I had attitudes that I didn't even know that I had, you know, and, and it kind of, then I would, I would tell guys and I'll still tell guys today, um, that you got to jump in and, and you got to embrace that and, and go for it because it's going to make you better as a person. And I remember training, training guys and, and seeing them go through all, all kinds of things. And, uh, when they kind of embrace that culture, mm -hmm. I would see them start to do better, not just at work, but 
but at in life and stuff. And, and that's really cool. Wow. And it was awesome to have you guys actually care about us doing that. Um, yeah. which was awesome. So you think that marrying, uh, learning with just the skills of doing a specific trade, um, how important do you think that is, uh, for, um, you know, cause a lot of people we hear out there in the trades, oh, I can't find any good work workers. Do you think that that's one of the things that solves that problem? Definitely. Definitely. Because I think the, the type of guys that we would see coming in are the type of guys that would show up anywhere. I think it's what happens from that point forward. Um, that makes a lot of difference. Um, wow. You know, I don't, I don't think it's just, just finding, finding the right type of people. I think if they're really wrong, you'll, you'll see very soon mm. that they're, that they're not going to embrace it. But I think like, I think honestly, a lot of, a lot of the guys that have come here and done good may have gone somewhere else and, and not, not done as well. And um, yeah, that's just kind of, kind of my outlook on it. That's interesting. Why, I never thought think, about that. Uh, so to, to what you said right there, why do you think it is that they didn't do as well as, uh, for those kind of guys that were doing well here and then they decided the grass is greener somewhere else. What do you think was the difference of why they weren't doing well when they moved on to somewhere else? I think probably they weren't, um, weren't appreciated. Um, that's, that's one thing that I've heard people say that have left and come back. Like I just felt like I wasn't, wasn't appreciated. They didn't care about me as a person where it's obvious that you guys give people an opportunity to grow as a person. And I think some people will see that opportunity and take it. Some people will see that opportunity and reject it because it's, it's too hard or it's, you know, whatever, whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So would it be safe to say though, that creating an organization that's learning and improving, not just, uh, you know, on the whole how to aspect of putting something together on somebody's home, uh, whatever it may be that trade or whatever somebody's doing, uh, it's important to marry that, uh, uh, learning, uh, back into that curriculum or whatever it is that you're doing to improve your staff, that investment into them personally, uh, it sounds like to me that that's really the key ingredient. A hundred percent. And, uh, I, I learned stuff here at, at work at the brothers at just two gutters that, that I applied to the way that I lead my home, the way that I do things at my house, uh, reading books that I, I never would have read, just like making me an all around better person. Um, you know, I remember this one quote that Ryan told said at a, at a meeting, I don't even know where you got it, but it like bugged me and it still bugs me to this day. I can't wait he, to hear it. He was like, how you do anything is how you do everything. And you think, well, I have categories. Like I do, you know, I clean my kitchen this way, but I do my work this way and, and having compartments, but it's not like that. The amount of care that you put into one thing is the amount of care that you're going to put into everything. So like I would measure myself by that quote and I'd be like, I got to step it up, you know? And I think those types of things are huge. And it's awesome. Yeah. I didn't make that up. Actually, Frank DeRaffley, uh, the he's like the uh, director, owner of BNI in our area. He would do that when you took a leadership position. He would basically, you know, present that quote, and it was like, wow, how I do, you know, my 
announcements at the BNI meeting, if I do a good job there, people will assume I do a good job. But if I don't put time in that, right. yeah, that's great. I'm glad that bugged you. So circling back, Angelo, yeah. you know, the difference between, you know, your time here at Brothers Gutters and you've gone, you did stuff before Brothers Gutters. You've seen us go from, you know, where we were back in the mid 2000s to where we are now. And, uh, you know, tell us what the difference is that what you experienced before Brothers Gutters, what you've seen us go through, what you experienced after you left for a little bit. And then, you know, what does that look like? You know, what's the difference between what's out there and, and, and what we're doing here? Um, maybe you could give us a little bit of insight on that. Um, I remember you guys always had fun at work is one. And no matter what it was, I used to be on a on a truck with you, Ken, and um, you you would have fun at work. And uh, I remember this one guy, he was a good guy that I worked with, but we did not have fun it was miserable. It was like, and and I never like I did it for a long time. I got a little bit better, but it was like we just work was such a drag. And it's I think it's good to have a an atmosphere. And I remember you, Ryan. Like, if I would see you in the morning, you'd be like, "Hey, be safe out there. Have fun, guys. Have fun." And that was always that was always important. And that separated it. And I think it's maybe that outlook that makes you guys different. Um, I also remember it was the uh, it was the recession, and we were we were going right into the recession. And uh, I was working for this other company, and they were just not doing good, like to the point where it was like I wasn't gonna have a job. And uh, you guys were like so busy. You guys were like out there. You were figuring out stuff to do, and and I think that separates you guys too. Like where it's like okay, we're gonna think outside the box. Like all right, we're. You know, it's not busy this way, but man, we're having a bad winter. Let's go out there and shovel roofs, roofs. Like <laughs> let's, true. we're going to do what it takes to get out there. And I, um, <laughs> I remember I, something that you used to say, Ken, you'd be like, if there's a will, there's a way. If there's a will, <laughs> there's a way. We'd be like, Hey, we can't do this. If there's a will, there's a way. And I think that, um, that that is something that separates you guys where, um, and I think it's, it's been a reason why you guys have built what you have because you have that, um, you have that mentality when, uh, you know, when things fail, it's not like, all right, you know, wrap it up. Like that's done. It's like, all right, how are we going to make this work? And hunting and gutters go hand in hand, by the way. Right. <laughs> they do. They do. Did you ever They're, have to like go run through the woods and flush deer out for Ken after work? No, it never got that bad, but, <laughs> but maybe we worse. Had, <laughs> it may probably worse. I don't know if I should go there, but we could do a whole episode. I think we are going to do tales from the gutter as like a whole episode and get Job in here and a few of the other guys. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. That'd be awesome. Um, right. Yeah, I can. I have a little more on the uh, yeah the different jobs and just like you know you guys being organized and having that this mentality of like when when we show up to work let's get let's get to work let's have a purpose. Uh, it's one place I would show up and it'd be an hour or two I'd be you know, waiting for the boss, like, what are we doing? And, um, you know, it's just nice to come into to something that's organized and, and, and ready to go. And, uh, it was cool. And then you guys being so willing to teach me, um, the other jobs led to, led to kind of frustration. And, uh, you guys took the time to, to teach me and I, I learned much faster. I just remember when somebody was willing to teach me, hmm. I learned fast. So, and that's good. gotta be rewarding in itself. Just, you feel, 
better, more competent. Like when some, like when people are like just watch and learn, and if you don't catch on, yeah. it makes you feel like it's tough, bad. Yeah, yeah. So let's, as you can see, I mean, Angelo's here. We've doubled down on investing in the future of training, especially as we're growing the franchise, having somebody in house with ten years experience and taking it to the next level. How do you see your role expanding and changing as we grow and expand? Right. Uh, I think we're, it's going to be exciting to, uh, to get a lot of new franchisees and, and their crews trained. And uh, something that we were talking about that, that I'm excited about um, is kind of peer groups, yeah. being able to, to get together with um, just new technology and, and figuring out what we're going to do to be, to be able to kind of give support to, um, to even crews and, and guys that are going through the LMS. And, uh, and I'm really excited about that. And, um, I know that we're bringing on, um, more, more employees to, to kind of build this, this training department, um, to be able to maybe travel around and, and do some of that. I'm excited about getting some, some, uh, boot camps together where we can learn some uh, some of the more specialty skills and, and things like that. And I, I think it's just going to be a blast, all of it. That's cool. And I just want to like dive in. Like hand-tabbed miters? What did he say? What'd like hand-tabbed miters? Yes, sir. You know, that's the biggest rage on Facebook uh, group posts, just so you know. Okay. So when you were here <laughs> previously, we were doing the skills ladder training program and I'll just, I'll unbox it a little bit for people who might not know what we develop, but we basically have come up with a, a ladder for installers to climb. Right. So you start as apprentice, here are the skills you need to learn, here are the books you need to read. So it's a combination of skills and leadership. You go, and then you move up in position and pay, and then you're running a truck and then there's leaders developing leaders. So we had all this in manuals. And now as you've come back into this digital age where guys are able to actually log in from their phone, take the trainings, uh, tell us a little bit about how you think that's going to work or even just your thoughts on the difference between the two. I think it's going to put, uh, the, the new way it had a lot of, and I, and I went through it when we had the training manuals, it put not put, but a lot of the, uh, the training fell onto the head installer where it was kind of like as a head installer, it was my responsibility to get a new guy to make sure he's going through his, his, uh, training manual and, and make sure like he's going through it, which it worked. And, and, uh, if you followed it, it, it did work. But I think now with, uh, the new technology, with being able to have it on your phone, it puts moving forward a lot more in, um, in the trainees court where they can go through the training and um, go through the, you know, the, the content that's on there. They can read through it. They can take the quizzes. They can get the information and the knowledge, and then they can learn how to do it. What I'm excited about um, is what we have, proof of proficiency. Mm-hmm. So when, you, when they go through a, uh, the course, it's not like, okay, automatically, like you read through the course, you took the quiz, yep, you're there. Then they have to prove that they're proficient at the skills in that level before they move up. And, um, and also in, in that section, a lot of it is going to be in their court to be able to determine how fast they're going to move forward. Mm. Um, and obviously, though, the things that they need to learn, they'll be able to um, look to their head installers to train them. They'll be able to look to me for support, and it's going to be awesome. But then in the end, it's like, you know, it's on them to prove that they're proficient at what they do, which... 
again, for some people will be exciting. For some people will be like, you know, tough and it will, it will weed out the people that aren't going to move forward that, that might just hang around forever and yeah, never, never go a rung up the ladder. So the people with hunger right. are going to move. Right. Hungry people are fast learners. So what would you advice would you give for someone who's launching a new business or a franchise? I would say definitely lean into the LMS system and, and follow the system, follow, take the support that is available and follow the advice, follow the system, um, hire guys and keep guys that are going to embrace the system and, and uphold it and defend it. Um, because if you do that, I believe it's going to work. Yeah. I believe you're going to be successful. I believe you're going to have an efficient team that guys are going to move forward quickly and, and it's going to work. So follow the system really. Cool. So, uh, as jobs come in, people get busy, maybe they get, you know, they put off stuff doing the book reports, for example, or not having their weekly meeting, uh, or even not even doing a huddle. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on this? If that happens to somebody who's, especially when they're just starting their business, uh, there's a lot of different things in startup that people are having to do and moving parts. Um, what do you have to say for people that find themselves in that? I think on this one, I'm going to focus on, uh, as you were talking, I just like, I pictured what a morning looked like when our crews would leave the crew leader meeting. Like we were walking out, high-fiving, being like, yo, we've got a big job. We've got a monster job on today. We were going to slay that job. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, we'd be driving home like, we slayed that job. And I, I think Jimmy also came up with that, um, with that expression, we slayed that job. And it <laughs> caught on, and I hope it's still out there. Um, but that was the atmosphere that... Um, that the book reports and having a meeting in the morning and having a huddle, that's the atmosphere and the, um, the morale that it created. It was like, we're high-fiving, we're like beating our chests, like doing the eagle cry on the way to a job. And if we didn't do that, it wouldn't be like that for 99.999% of the people. Like, that's crazy. So how, do you get, how do you get people in the beginning like that that are – how do you get them to speak that same language? Like what ignites that? How do you get them all on the same page to speak that language and embracing that culture, you know, for people who are just starting out uh, or maybe somebody has been in business for a long time and, you know, they've never been able to figure that out. What, what gets that going? I can, I can remember a few conversations that I, that I had with, um, with some younger installers and, and just seeing, seeing them struggle with, with that. And, uh, I, I think it just takes conversation. It takes, you know, um, I, seeing that even like your, your head installer actually cares about you as a person and you, you moving, you moving forward and taking the time to give you advice. And I remember just saying like, look, man, it's all right here and, and it's up to you. And you can either, you can either kind of embrace this and like move forward. And like, like I would try to get them to think of themselves as the next leaders of the company, um, being like, do you want to run a truck one day? Because you can, hmm. you know? And, uh, and I, I did see that just, just kind of some conversations like that, where you kind of paint a picture of, do you want to be picking up scraps every day? 
or do you want to run a truck hmm. or and and beyond you know um so I, I just think it takes conversations it takes meaningful caring conversations to somebody to get them to to actually see it clearly and kind of jump on board that's good now I think with the culture, culture is like this weird word like that gets thrown around all the time. Oh, I want to find a place that has good culture. You have good culture. How do I have good culture? And I think right now people are so afraid to demand more from their people because they're afraid, well, if I lose them, then I'll have nothing. And I think people get stuck with a nothing company. And what we've done here, I, and and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, It's it seems as if the more you demand or at least put goals in front of people and have expectations, the better the culture? How does that, have, how have you seen that where you're demanded of more? Now all of a sudden you've got RPH goals. It went from no goals to just go out, have fun, be safe, to all of a sudden you've got production numbers and all these other things. Is, is, there, a, is there a pull? I think it has to do with people being the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. and and seeing seeing an opportunity to move forward um just thinking about like hey look um you know just pick a, a random sports team like we're the yankees like this is what it takes to be a yankee we're everybody else does this but we're not everybody else mm-hmm. and and i think that type of um atmosphere is is an exciting one to jump into okay does that make sense no it does it does it just i know so many people are afraid to have like attendance policies or say, Hey, listen, I want you to move up from here to here in X amount of time. So the, but what I've seen firsthand is the more you demand or the, you set the bar high. Yeah. You might lose some people, but they're typically the people that you wouldn't want. Right. And I, I just feel like so many business owners are afraid to put some kind of excellence or structure because they, they're just don't want to lose something. They're so afraid to lose somebody. They don't make their company better. So if you, if I think if you demand a certain standard, mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe demand is not the right word, but if you set a certain standard and hold people accountable to it, it feels good to be that person who's holding the standard. And it, I think it, it takes, it weeds out people that you really probably in the long run wouldn't want to stick around anyway. That's good. Uh, and I think a lot of people want to achieve uh, greatness. I, I think it's up to us as leaders to want to draw that out of a person, right? When you draw that out of a person, then it makes it, you know, you know, they, they start to get hunger again, maybe where that hunger maybe was snuffed out in a previous opportunity. Uh, reigniting that back into a person is something that is the responsibility of the leader or the owner or the manager in that department or whoever it is they're, you know, they're, they're the ones that are good to draw that out of somebody. Um, but I think for the most part, uh, you know, people want to be successful. They want to hit goals. They want to win. Nobody likes to lose. Um, and, and if they do, we don't want to want our team to begin with anyway. Uh, so, um, so what is the most important thing you can teach in your role here? I think to, to embrace the training um, embrace the system and, and be, be teachable. I think being teachable is, is huge. And it's something that, um, that sometimes it's a little bit of a pride thing, but when you kind of lower that down, um, and, and embrace like being, being taught something and being shown a new way to do something, 
I think that that's huge. And to just give it to give it your best, and uh, and understand that you know the skills that you're learning. And and I kind of encourage people with this a lot. No matter what job you have, like do your best there. You're gonna learn something there. It's gonna build into your future. It's not a waste of time. Like this company has something to teach you the next place that you go has something to teach you. And I kind of like to look at things that way. So if you, if you look at it that way, it's good. Installing gutters has a lot of life lessons. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> right? What would you say uh, as far as the lessons you've learned? I mean, you were here for a while, you started, you got here and then, you know, now you're doing this role. Would you ever imagine that you were going to be back at brothers gutters doing what you're doing right now? I mean, you know, that's, I mean, the story that you have is a story of success. And, uh, you know, obviously you, you did the things though, to create the opportunity that you have right now and who knows what's next. Right. Right. Yeah. It's cool. I, I think in my experience, just like you, you have tough days out there. Um, it's there's, there's certain situations. Like I, I remember like just there can be really annoying things about gutter installation. <laughs> like you get to the top of the ladder and like you have your screw in your drill and it, you know, it slips out and you're like, what? And then, you know, whatever, just, just things like that. And I think it's taught me, um, I've allowed it to teach me, um, patience, uh, think things like that. Um, perseverance think and, uh, and stuff like that, that have, um, that have built into who I am as a person and uh, it, it feels great to be to be back in, in so this cool. role. Like it, it's awesome that um, looking back, that I'm like sometimes being out there would be like you know installing for for long hours and stuff like that. But it actually gave me all the experience that I need for what I'm going to be doing right now. And I love looking at it that way because when I was doing it, it wasn't a I wasn't really like hey one day I might be a trainer for a bunch of franchises. Um, and, and have this role, which is, I'm so excited about this role, but um, it's cool that all of that stuff, the, the book reports, the leadership training, um, just learning how to be an adult. <laughs> kind of, Ken, kind of. That's kind of half the battle, um, right? With uh, a lot of this stuff, right? That's great. It's, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, so... You hit on some really, really important things that we actually touch on a lot throughout the podcast and just what we believe. One of the things that we teach, and we were finally able to put it into words maybe a couple years ago, is we believe that everyone's job, your number one job, is to become overqualified for your current job. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people don't see the end of it. A lot of people take on a job, they get okay at it, and then something bothers them and they move on to the next job that they start over at, and they never get to be the best at something. Yeah. And I think people pop around their entire lives, but you literally embraced it. You said, I'm going to become the best. When we put a program together, you did the program. You became a senior head installer, top of the game, and you truly became overqualified for your current role, which made you qualified for your next role. So I think what people, you know, if you, you don't want to hit a ceiling, you, you, you can hit a ceiling, but when you hit a ceiling, it is actually your next opportunity becomes available. And yeah. you're a perfect, perfect example of that. Yeah, that's cool. So your number one job now is to become overqualified for your current job. That's right. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. And then you also touched on uh, teachable. 
And we, we like the three H's. So we covered hungry, hungry, honable, and honorable. Those are the three values that we throw around all the time. And hunger is what it takes to succeed and move up the ladder. Honable, being teachable mm -hmm. and honorable. You're somebody that I never, ever had to think twice about doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Mm -hmm. You always did the right thing when nobody's looking. Um, and it gets tough out there. Sometimes it's hard to have a good attitude pulling up to a job that's 40 feet in the air and all the challenges. And, and you always, you know, did your job with integrity. So, well, I'd say, Angelo, you're a driver. You're a driver. You get into the vehicle and the driver controls their destination and where they're going. And I think a lot of things that we learned today is that, you know, people who are meandering through life and not really having, uh, uh, you know, a way, they're hitchhikers. You know, the hitchhiker doesn't have a place to, you know, they just, well, wherever, wherever I go, I end up or whatever it is that I'm going to do next or whatever, you know, it's just uh, that kind of a mentality. And, and you have the driver mentality. And that's why you're having success because, you know, you're applying leadership principles, you're learning, you're, you're applying the three H's that Ryan just talked about. And we're looking forward to all the great stuff that you're going to be doing here in this new role. And the amount of people that are going to be impacted because of the knowledge and the skills and the stuff that you bring to the table is exciting. And uh, being able to tell your story and cast your vision to uh, those new installers and, and even new franchisees that come into your training program to learn how to go back into their territories and train and make a difference uh, in people's lives, not just monetarily, but also the difference because of the leadership skills and training that you're going to be teaching them the books that they're going to be reading. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable how many people and lives will be impacted for the positive because of uh, this role and, and, and you and your experience that you bring to the table. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for all the, the new franchise owners and also for their guys, for their, their offices, for, uh, for everybody that's going to be involved. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So excellent. Pumped. So we feel that the success we've had at the Brothers at Chester Gutters is based on the three H's, always looking to stay hungry, honable, and honorable. What do those values mean to you? So hungry, honable, and honorable are, are huge. And when I was an apprentice, um, I used to hold the ladder. That was one of the first things that I would do. I would, I would go around to, to jobs, um, and I would hold Job's ladder. And uh, that, that was all I really knew how to do, and I, I tried to do that good, too. I wanted to be the best ladder holder possible, um, but I didn't want to stay there. The hunger allowed me to take the advice from, from the guys around me um, who knew what they were doing and were willing to show me. And, uh, and Job really, he's like, I'm going to teach you how to fly. And he taught me how to fly. And uh, then, then there came a point where... Um, where I was trusted to get out there on my own. And then it was up to me to kind of do the right thing. Um, so I, I touched on hungry, honable, and then it was my turn to, to kind of be honorable. And, and honor is a huge thing for me. I, I want to do what's honorable um, first, first off, just before God, um, in, in my personal life, just before, before God. And then I wanted to honor you guys. I wanted to be honorable to my bosses, to the management, um, and I know sometimes maybe, you know, there were a little headbutts there, but like I wanted to honor my management. I wanted to honor my, my coworkers and, and also honor myself by, by giving, giving my best shot, by, by doing my best um, 
and by working hard and being the best that I could be, um, and just to keep growing to be better. Um, so, yeah, hungry, honorable, and honorable are huge. Love it. You know where that fly thing came from with Job teaching you how to fly, right? Where did it come from? Me. Yes. <laughs> See, you I taught to him. him. I used to say to him all the time, I said, I said Job, Someday, someday, young grasshopper, you will spread your wings and fly like me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love it. And then it's like that got passed down, and it's just it's awesome to see uh, to see how far you guys have flown. So, ah, uh, thanks. Sweet. Appreciate it. Well, thanks again for joining us today, and thank you everyone who's listening. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in to Grow with the Bros, and hopefully, we provided you with a few nuggets that you can apply to your business and your lives. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you implement at least one or two nuggets from this episode that will give you the confidence to grow. Subscribe to our podcast to stay updated and grow with the bros.